talk fantasy football, then you're ready for the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Randall and Scott Burke. There you go, my friend. That is my clap that I promised you. I'm a man of my word. Thank you. Last Thank week you. for your dynasty victory as we uh, kick off our uh, recap edition of the first week of the Final Four fantasy playoffs. You made it to the Final Four. This is the recap. Pretty much uh, dominated your uh, fantasy matchup, as I've seen the past couple of days with the uh, updates and the text message. So good for you, my friend. Uh, it's got to feel good. I'm sure the 11 guys you're in the league with are a little annoyed, but so be it. That's uh, what happens when you invite a... Uh, stranger into your dynasty league yes it's really funny and scott certainly you have dominated as well you played in less leagues than me and i think you have three finals four how many got i mean (laughs) Uh, we have one that is locked up and we have two that are in semi-question tonight uh, i mean up 20 points in one league right now uh with julio jones against Devontae freeman who is running all over the place uh but hopefully i can hold there and then the other one is a little tighter up uh 9.9 against Deshaun Jackson, So, and that's a half-point PPR, so we'll have to monitor that one. Uh, But if those fall into place, yes, I would have made it to three of uh, my final, uh, three of my four uh, leagues that I made the finals, uh, the playoffs in, three of them championship, and the one I didn't make it is the one I said I wouldn't make it, and that was the one I was undefeated in for six weeks, and I was smoked in the first round by uh, Cousin Jerry. Same here. I got three finals I'm in. I'm feeling good about all three. Two for the last word on Sport Group. One is called Monday Morning Coffee, Scott. Or is it Monday Night Coffee? Monday Night Coffee. Who doesn't like a nice cup of coffee? I got a friend that calls it the sauce, that league. I'm really looking forward to that one. And yes, Scott, Dynasty. It was a Dynasty startup. And when you draft, you draft for life. We can go over this in the recap one. Hopefully, we'll have some some fun next week. Scott, Dion Lewis in round 21 is my favorite pick. (laughs) Yeah, Dion Lewis round 21. That's a solid pick. And listen, uh, you know, he, 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 he played all right in the Steeler game. He got some points there. Well, we'll get to that game later. Um, yeah, we could do a lot on that one. He, uh, he got some points, but you know what, my friend? He did not outscore C.J. Anderson, so that was still the right move. Oh, you mean, well, hey, listen, you had the number one rusher the whole week. When you have the number one rushing guy the whole week, what was he going to say? At 150 yards. I mean, come on. I mean, with you more than Hunt? I think he did. I mean, at least rushing-wise. No, it was a great play. We're very excited, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Going to look to uh, bring home a couple fantasy titles each year. We'll see how we do. But, yes, very excited. Lot to lot to discuss. And, uh, Scott, before we get into why I'm devastated that Blaine Gabbard is not starting for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, let's get to the news and notes. What do you say? Let's go. All right, Scott, news and notes here from the Week 15 Fantasy football semifinals, probably for most of you. If you play in week 17, I don't know what you're doing, of course. But week 15, here we go. Really quick. And then jump in when you want. Let's start with Antonio Brown's calf injury. And I will say this. We'll save this for the game. I don't like Scott in any league, in in football, in baseball, in basketball, any competition I'm watching. I don't like when a major player gets injured. It just devastates me because we build up so much for this. I don't think you slept the whole week. But Antonio Brown, it looks, Scott, like he avoided serious injury. It looks like he will be back for the playoffs. So no harm, no foul there. Just a tough one to lose in the biggest game of the year. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the avoiding of the serious injuries is, is, is great. Um, you know, he'll probably sit out definitely Christmas Day against Houston. And I'm sure he would probably sit out the final game against the Browns and get ready for, you know, what would be hopefully a first round bye if they, you know, handle their business. So you'd be looking at four weeks off should get him fully ready to go. Yeah, tough injury. It seems to always happen against the Patriots. You know, last year in the regular season game, 
They beat us, beat the Steelers with Landry Jones. Uh, and then the playoff game, Le'Veon Bell's out, four plays in, and then Antonio Brown goes out this uh, this past game. So, tough breaks. That's how it goes. But, you know, as far as uh, playoffs going further, you avoid a major injury and should be good to go. Well, when they play that first matchup, they do most likely divisional weekend. Hunter Henry has a lacerated kidney, and Keenan Allen was carted off the field with a back injury. The Chargers going East to play the Jets, certainly susceptible to the pass, I, I would say, but maybe without two of their biggest weapons. Yeah, I mean, Hunter Henry, I wouldn't expect him to play. Keenan Allen says he's fine. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Anthony Lynn said he's fine. Carted off then. He yeah, carted off. But you know, if, you, if you're reading the notes, he's, he's fine. I mean, the Chargers are still semi in play here. So, you know, they're going to go out, try to win this game against the Jets. And then you know, depending on what the Chiefs do against the Dolphins, that'll really determine their, their future. But um, you know, if Keenan Allen, you know, is 60, 70 percent, I expect him to be out there and, and definitely in a game that the, the pass could be uh, going all over the place for uh, San Diego. Devontae Adams, Scott, with a concussion. That was during the Aaron Rodgers three interception game. First three inter- interception game he's had, I believe, in eight years. I think that's well, what a surprise. I mean, uh, he, I you mean he did. He, he wasn't uh, Jesus and put up 50 points and they rolled in Carolina? No, but I I, I I tried to brag about the Jerry Nelson thing, and somebody reminded me on Twitter, I did put him as my 13th quarterback. I think he finished at six, six or seven, so he was a little higher than I thought. But, yes, he was a little rusty, three interceptions, and that last touchdown was very late. But uh, Leonard Fournette should be back against San Francisco next week. He was a little banged up. Rex Burkhead, knee injury. Again, not as severe, Scott, but the big question moving forward is, who's going to get those goal line touches, and could this possibly be the return of Mike Gillisley? Well, I mean, if Burkett's out, Gillespie will be active. I think the goal line touches will first go to Deion Lewis. Um, you know, he's done enough. He's been involved enough. Got one I think against get, the Steelers there late. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think he gets first crack. Um, Gillespie will be active, and you know, depending on if they're up thirty points against the Bills in the third, fourth quarter, he might get on the field. <laughs> uh, Marquise Lee left with an ankle injury. I think he'll be okay. But if not, hey, there's Keelan, Keelan Cole, right? I mean, <laughs> number one. Oh, receiver. or. or- or Jalen Mickens? Yes, I mean, Jalen Mickens. J- Jaden Mickens, Jalen Mickens. You <laughs> Who know, knows? Who cares? This, the, this, this happens every year, and it's, it's happened tonight. The, the no-names have showed up. Uh, Justin Hardy scored. Devontae Freeman fumbled, so uh, Tuliolo scored. And, you know, Jay Howard, we won't put him at the top of the tight end level, but he scored. So it's really just been a uh, all week. we get into that in the recap as well. Just crazy stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know, D.D. Westbrook owners are shaking their head all over the place right now. Uh, ask Kerwin Williams. Got hurt, Scott. Your guess is as good as mine with running back is in Arizona. Yeah, Elijah Penny, DJ Hood. I think it's irrelevant now. Scott, Teddy point. Bridgewater played, by the way, but he did throw an interception. On his first pass, I believe it was, too. So welcome back, Teddy B. Teddy, two gloves. Maybe I'd take one of those gloves off. <laughs> and uh, Theo Riddick had a huge first half. He really was dominating the touches, but then he fumbled and got hurt and was nowhere to be found after that. Yeah, that'll be one to watch. Maybe it opens the door for Abdullah. I don't know, Tion Green. But I'm thinking for anybody that's going to advance the championship week, the Theo Riddick most likely was not part of the reason as why you got there. So hopefully you don't have to worry about him uh, next week. And a couple things I want to bring up, folks. I have told you this a million times. I think Scott agrees. You make the fantasy playoffs. The reason that a lot of times we say it's luck, and it is, it's about matchups and this and that, is also because – People are afraid to go away from who got them there. And if you want the title and you want the ring, you got to show some guts. Here's a couple for you, Scott, that just make me scratch my head. I understand that Xavier Rhodes has been up and down. I understand that, you know, A.J. Green is the only game in town in Cincinnati. But with the game in Minnesota, knowing that Minnesota has just played three road games 
and just lost last week, and they're going to want to put the hammer down on this conference, there is no way you could have played A.J. Green with any expectation of double-digit fantasy points. You just can't do it. And so people, people are tweeting me, oh, A.J. Green, you got to start your studs. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. I told you my story about Brock Oswell in 2015. You don't start your studs. Now, listen, if he's a wide, if you have three wide receivers, Scott, and you want to play him, I have no problem with that. But if you only had two wide receivers, I would have sat A.J. Green. Oh, listen, I, I said A.J. Green. Um, I've said A.J. Green now three weeks in a row, I believe it is. C.J. Anderson hadn't played for me in six weeks. I started him because I thought the matchup was right. A.J. Green sat because I, I told you how I felt about the Bengals last week. I mean, and that they were just going to no-show this game. And then when the, the word comes out the day of that Marvin Lewis is going to resign before he gets fired, then, he, I mean, this was, you know, like you said, like you say, mother of God written all over it. And it's sure right from right from the get-go it was. I mean, if, if I had someone uh, I knew locally that would take a couple of shekels. I if, that was, if that was legal. Yeah. yeah, if that was legal, of course. <laughs> I probably would have hammered the Vikings. Uh, but listen – yeah, I, I agree. Look, you know, these guys get you there, but it's almost like Thursday nights where weird things happen. Just look across the league at some of the names that scored this week, and it just shows you that random things will happen when it counts. I put out a tweet tonight saying sometimes I wonder if these NFL teams will just want to screw with fantasy players. You know, throwing passes to Justin Hardy and Mickens and Cole. Tommy Bohannon runs into Tommy who? I mean, it's just one of those things that so, sometimes you got to play the matchups. you got to find out what's there. And then if you're in most leagues where – when teams are eliminated, the rosters are locked. It leaves it, you know, only four teams for waivers and two and so forth. You got to make those right moves, and you know, you gotta. Sometimes you just gotta shy away. I know it's tough, but AJ Green's a prime example. That is, that was a definite no go in any format yesterday. And I'll, one more, I'll say for you. Then we'll get to second quarter and start doing the games. ABC Fantasy Football Logic does not win championships. You hear me, folks? ABC Fantasy Football Logic does not win fantasy championships. Here is my point. My cousin and I have been arguing with my other cousin as well all day long about this. How on earth my cousin lost his semifinal matchup in the CBS League by one point. He's blaming me for Jack Doyle. (laughs) Okay. How on earth, Scott, can you sit there going in to a fantasy potential final and start the Charger defense on the road at Kansas City on an off night, a Saturday-ish night game. There's no logic to it. He could have started any other defense besides the Giants and the Packers who got one point he would have been in the finals. You must play a home defense. And listen, here's his logic. And this is ABC logic. They've been good every week. Did you see how they did against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving? Every week they're good. You have to think outside of this. You have to realize these are professional athletes. The Chiefs are in a free fall. They're home. Their fans are fired up. Arrowhead's a tough place to play. They seem to have the offense clicking now since turning over the play calling. It just seems like a risk you don't need to take. Scott, how about the Colts defense at home on a Thursday night? I mean, I'm not a Thursday night guy. And the Bills home against Miami. All these were on waiver wire or the waiver wire. The yeah. Panthers at home against the Packers. Anything. Yeah. And he's blaming me for Jack Doyle. You cannot yeah. start a road defense. I know in the Yahoo League um, that, I, that that I'm going to make the finals. 
I read, rode the Chargers defense for about three weeks, proceeded to bench them this week because it just made zero sense. It's just a risk you don't need to take. No, That's all I'm it's saying. not. Because listen, I mean, don't get me wrong. I picked the Chargers. I thought the Chargers would win the game. I was on the Chargers. But on the road on a Saturday night for the division, it's just one of those you lay off. And, you know, when you look at them, I, I, I stopped following this uh, this league only because by the you know, third quarter of yesterday's affairs, I was a blitzed in this league, so I kind of just was a little frustrated. So I went to my other ones, but as I look at this now, see Greg Olson on the bench outscores Jack Doyle seventeen to four. He blames me for that. It's just because I like Jack Doyle. Scott, if you go to all the fantasy experts on fantasy pros, they all had Doyle ahead of Olson. Olson did a nice job. He Unst- was hurt. Understood. He was hurt. Understood. We didn't know he was good again. Yeah. Understood. They did. Packers you know, second also- best against uh, opposing tight ends, by the way. Fantasy tight ends. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, true. Very true. But then you also look at this, and probably why it even hurts even more is because. He had Todd Gurley, who absolutely destroyed the Seattle Seahawks yesterday. And as I look at this, he's two receiving yards away from a, another point. Yep. This is the non-fractional league, so that would have forced a tie. And then in this league, I'm not sure how that would have broken down, probably head-to-head. No, it goes total, total yards. Total yards. Total yards, which he would have lost anyway. But I, you can't pick apart Gurley having all those four. To me, the play is the defense. How do you no, start the Charger defense? That's a bad call. No. Uh, this is Cousin Brian. Bad, rough job here, my friend. Charger defense, week 15, on the road in Kansas City on a Saturday night. Scott, Redskins at home against Blaine Gabbert? Yep, that's <laughs> oh, a better option. <laughs> that is a better option. And like you said, even the Colts at home against Trevor Simeon slash Brock Osweiler, even though they lost, would have been a better option. I'm sure they put up more than one point. That's a tough one. And then uh, leave it to Des Bryant, by the way, 59 receiving yards. <laughs> <laughs> To come, and I believe now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe cousin Brian is a huge Dallas Cowboy fan. That's his own. Fault. So maybe look at uh, can't separate Des. Maybe he was the reason. Uh, folks, he, folks, my cousin is going to take solace in the fact that I'm going to have to buy him an expensive meatball parm sandwich down on, on the shore because we had a 1,350 total yard bet over Kareem Hunt, which is the cheapest what I've ever heard because basically he got it for four weeks. Okay, thank you other- very much, Kareem Hunt. By the way, you are the reason why I am in the Yahoo finals. <laughs> Yeah, you Thank know, you so much. And it helped me with the NFL final, too. The NFL.com, what do we have? Because he had 42 points and put it away early. Amazing. Here we go. Second quarter, NFC home games. All right, my friend. Uh, two minutes ago, Mike Evans broke free. He scored a 50 yard oh, touchdown. Oh, he's alive. Mike he Evans is, he is alive. Friend. He was able to separate. He does have two offensive pass interference calls tonight against him, but he was able to break free in this one. So that we had, we got a decent ball game here in uh, Tampa, 17-14 Falcons. I, I pegged Des Bryant last year, Scott, in a big preseason article. Folks, look for it. I'm calling my shot 10 months in advance. August article, Mike Evans, do not draft. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, that, that'll be coming right there with uh, Josh Dotson and Terrell Pryor and so forth. <laughs> Terrell Pryor. Let's, let's, let's kick off the <laughs> NFC slate. We had a uh, Saturday night uh, game, Saturday afternoon uh, appetizer for the, before that AFC West showdown. The Bears and the Lions, yeah, yeah, Bears tried, but really not much there. Lions 20, Bears 10. You touched on some of the fantasy impact in this deal, Riddick, earlier. Uh, break down some other stuff here. Um, Jordan Howard, uh, how many people did he affect? Yeah, you know, it's Jordan Howard, Scott. We we do our end of the year thing. He's got to be like top most mystifying player, right? Jordan Howard. I, it really is. T- I'm mean, listen. Detroit has a good run defense. I didn't like Howard in this spot. I may have been going against him in Dynasty, so this may be biased. 
But Detroit has a decent run defense. Just because they don't do it every week doesn't mean they don't have a good run defense. But he, you got to play him. You hope he gets in. He did not. He was 10 for 37. As far as the receiving, he did catch four balls. And it's very sneaky, Scott. He ca- does, You're right about that. I will take that back. I was wrong. He catches more balls than you realize. But there are games where he goes and has zero receptions. His variance is large. But it was a sneaky four receptions in this game. Um, yes, very, very sneaky. It's bizarre. Not, it's, you, you can't rely on it. Four catches. He really was really brutal. Luckily, again, luckily I survived that. But uh, just just killer when I needed them to step up. You can't rely on it, right? But it, 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 every once in a while, you get a nice little four or five catch bonus. Uh, Tariq Cohen, very up and down. One rushing yard, sixteen receiving yards. Kendall Wright. I've seen this narrative before. I'm giving up on it. I have no interest. Mitchell Trubisky. See how he does next year. Over to the Lions. Matt Stafford. This is exactly what you expected from Matt Stafford. People are like, well, why didn't he light up the Bears anymore? Because the Bears have a good defense, and Vic Fangio does a good job, and this is an inner division game, right? So I just didn't expect him to have three touchdowns and 400 yards passing. That's a decent game. Theoretic was doing great before he got injured. Scott, 49 yards rushing, really was doing very well. Marvin Jones has been one of the best surprises of the year. Very consistent, 85 yards, and I saw today... Uh, Mike Clay put a, a tweet out about most targeted receiver Scott in the uh, in the end zone. I saw that one. Yeah, Marvin Jones was fifth. So I mean, he's really getting a lot of looks in the end zone. A little disappointed with Golden Tate. I was upset by this. I left him on the bench and I put Jameson Crowder on the bench for him. It was a terrible job by me, but didn't cost me. Thank God. With Ebron's development here, and with Theo Riddick becoming more active, Scott, I think Golden Tate's really going to get effective. Affected because Marvin Jones runs those deep X um, receiver routes down the sideline. Ebron is getting more open in the middle of the field. Golden Tate is shying away. And by the way, Kenny Galladay is a complete pain in the rear is what he is. So there's a summary. Detroit 20, Chicago 10. It is what it is. More look forward to next year. If you're going to play some Bears, I guess you're looking at Howard if you want to roll the dice. Outside of that, Kendall Wright's not reliable at this point, And the Lions are decent. And the playoff fantasy no-name scoring struck here, too. Benny Cunningham and TJ Jones got That's touchdowns. Really, it's so, so funny. We, so we, funny. we started off bright early on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, but, yeah, listen, I don't think the Bears are that far away from being a decent team. You know, if they get themselves a legitimate wide receiver, I think they can be involved next year. If Trubisky takes the next step, I think Howard's legit. I mean, I think he, he'll have his bad games, but I still think he's legit. So they're, they're close to Bears. Here are the top five wide receivers this week in fantasy. Standard scoring leagues. You ready? I already know who number one is. <laughs> Keelan Cole, Tavares King, Sterling Shepard, Jaden Mickens, Michael Crabtree. And by the way, I'll show. I'll throw in Richard Matthews because I got him very late in Dynasty also. Because of course we have to take Corey Davis ahead of Richard Matthews, right? Because Richard Matthews is like 27, okay? So we can't take any. So if he's 21, he's good. Scott, actually, I'm going to draft your daughter because she's just young, right? We'll just draft young people. She's got good hands. She is grabbing onto that pacifier and will not let go, my friend. She's got a good grip of that. So she is going to, she'll be good. Well, talk to us about Cincinnati at Minnesota. I don't know how much you're going to say about the Bengals, but there you go. Yeah, I mean, this one, listen, like I said, if you listen to the last episode, I kind of called this one and said this would be the way it is. The Bengals, they were done. After that Steelers loss, season was over for them. AJ Green's gone into a hole. Andy Dalton is terrible. They got no running game because Mixon's hurt. Bernard can't get enough touches. So really... Listen, if you went out and played Giovanni Bernard, you, you got lucky because he got you a touchdown and a couple of catches. So you very might late, that, Scott. Sque- very, yeah, very late. Yeah, so oh. give a touchdown, but you <laughs> you survived and probably snuck about twelve points out of that. So if you got it, so be it. But listen, like we said earlier, AJ Green, this was a this was a prime no play spot. I know it's the playoffs. I know he's a stud. You drafted him in the first round, but when you drafted him, you had to look at this matchup. Now I'm sure you didn't think Minnesota would be eleven and three and lighting the world on fire on defense at the time, but this was a spot he had to sit. 
two for 30 on four targets. This game was over quickly. That's really it. Tyler Croft, he's no good. And Tyler Eifert, who knows if we'll ever see him again. Um, Cincinnati, in the case Keenum, uh, Minnesota. Case Keenum does what you expect again. 236 yards, two touchdowns. As we mentioned before, Teddy Bridgewater got in the game, drew a pick on his first play, but it's good to see him back on the field, get a little action just in case, you know, they need to go to him down the stretch. I'm just going to give you a couple people that I would have started over A.J. Green for this game. And he outscored. You ready for this? I would have started Seth Roberts with no Amari Cooper. He had more points. I certainly would have made an argument to start Roger Lewis against a bad Philadelphia pass defense. He had seven points. And then you can even make an argument for somebody, you know, like a um, like a Marquise Goodwin. I think that's a no brainer, right? Oh, Marquise, with, Mark, with uh, so Marquise, Marquise Goodwin was is is a no brainer. Yeah, Listen, I, I I'm with you on Sydney AJ Green. The Seth Roberts thing, it's it's a reach. I think only because well, Cooper didn't play. That's the only reason. I get it, but the Johnny Holton's getting passes. Cordell Patterson was involved more. Listen. And, and, you know, you, you said this to me, and you asked me why in the league I lost, why I started Carr over Stafford. It was a gut feeling I had. I think they balanced out. I think Carr actually outproved, outdid I mean, Stafford. Except for that stupid fumble. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah, Derek Carr. That's another one we could talk about in the offseason because I just I don't get it there. But I, I'm in a total agreement with you on Green. You know, the Giant wide receivers, that's a tough one too, you know. Go figure, though. The Giants who lose all their wide receivers, can't score at all on offense. They get two in the final in week 15 to be in the top five, and one of them is named Tavares King, who, oh, by the way, was inactive last week. Right. So that's just the way, that's the way it goes in the fantasy. So anyway, these, these running backs, Murray, McKinnon, they both gave you the value, gave you what you would hope for. Murray scores a touchdown, 20 against 76 and a, and a score. McKinnon gets you seven catches for 114. So they're both very, very playable <clears throat> if you have them come the championship week. Both very, very playable. Adam Thielen, 3 for 30. First dud in a long time for Thielen, but, you know, it's all right. It's one of those games that was over quickly. Stefan Diggs gets you a token touchdown if you had him. It's 30 yards, five catches, so puts together a very uh, mediocre week, but might have been good enough for you. And Kyle Rudolph gets a touchdown, but only two catches. The the Kyle Rudolph, who was doubtful very late Saturday night, but miraculously showed up to play on Sunday afternoon. Two for 17 in the touchdown. That's pretty much it. The Minnesota defense was all over the place. Had them in DFS. Helped me cash a little bit in DFS. That was yeah, it. you had a good DFS lineup. I forgot to say that, by the way. Good job with Carolina. Yeah, Caroline plays all of the yin-yang. Very good. Yeah, if only Devin Funch just could have caught one of those passes, you know, instead of Darius Bird, you know, just another another one of the guys that, you know, make no sense. But, you know, Newton's throwing it all over, and Funch has got two catches, 21 yards. Makes no sense. But if he, if he stepped it up, we would have had a real big game. McCaffrey was good and so forth, but... Um, so, yeah, that's that. The Minnesota defense is very solid, very good DFS play, and they will be good to go going forward as well. So, 34-7 Vikings. Next game, NFC, this one, a lot closer than many people thought and had a chance to be really a surprising ending. But the Saints prevail. They beat the Jets at home 31-19. They do not cover that large 16-point spread. But there was some fantasy impact here, and... Uh, one Mark Ingram had me on my heels as I was up that against him at Yahoo. TD. That was a that garbage was cheap, Scott. That was a garbage T. Fifty yards yeah. when they're trying to run out the clock. Come on, man. Come on. Yep, but but you know what? I survived because Mr. Jordy Nelson 
did nothing. But we'll of get course, to that later. Of course. Not much on the Jets here, man. I'm not, I'm not wasting <coughs> the, the listeners' time on this. Bilal Powell, fine. If you want to play him moving forward, you got uh, the Chargers next week. That's it. But, I mean, this team is, is done offensively. And they're really uh, – Elijah McGuire caught a touchdown. That's fine. Like, if you're going to the Jets next week, folks, your fantasy championship, you're probably losing. Okay? So, I'm just going to go to the Saints. Drew Brees, we still haven't had the big, big breakout game. Uh, he should have had a touchdown there, the, the one that, that happened right at the end. I think it was Michael. Should have had three. Michael Thomas had two overturns. Yeah, Michael had two overturns. So he ended up with 285, two and one. And he's been solid, solid, but not great this year. He's still a solid play, especially at home. You're confident that you're going to get your 20 fantasy points. But uh, rushing wise, it's Kamara, it's Ingram. They just do what they do over and over again. Ingram had the two rushing touchdowns, including the last one late. Kamara had one there. He had six receptions, 45 yards. His receptions are really incredible. Next week, they're going to end up playing. Uh, they're playing home against Atlanta. That's going to be fascinating. Outside of that, Michael Thomas, very safe. He was a good DFS play. I should have put him in there. I talked about putting him in my lineup. I just couldn't find a, a money to lower him there, but I should have put him in. Nine for 93 in touchdown. He's a very safe play, especially at home. I know they haven't landed next week, but I certainly think you can roll with him. Willie Sneed hasn't really shown, shown anything. And that's it. That's pretty much it. Saints 31, Jets 19. Defense was a solid play all across the board. Anybody played them, they certainly would have been better than the Charger defense. Uh, but that's pretty much it. And I'm not saying much else on this game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, Saints there, and uh, yeah, not much on the Jets side. Uh, Bryce Petty couldn't really get the job done. Here's a fun one, partner. Eagles 34, Giants 29. Unexpected high-scoring game, and the Eli game finally happened. It happened in Week 15, but waiting for it all year. Extremely, extremely unexpected, and, uh, you know, before you blink, then this came to Giants at a 20-7 lead, uh, but unfortunately, that defense that has been so overrated and so decimated did collapse, and the Eagles win this one by five, but this was, um, from a fantasy standpoint, a lot of action here. So we'll break it down. Nick Foles, I'm sure, was a popular streaming play with Wentz down. And if you played him, he did not disappoint. 237 yards and four touchdowns. He looks like he may be okay to take the Eagles through the playoffs if need be. And that looks like what's going to have to happen. Let me ask you a question, partner. First of all, the four touchdowns was shocking to me. The low yardage I expected. Two touchdowns, one interception. Kind of what I expected. Is this really a credit to Nick Foles? Or is this a shot against Carson Wentz? You know what? I Carson Wentz didn't throw for a lot of yards either, Scott. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you got to give Foles credit just for coming in and, you know, being cold, not having played in so long yet. I mean, got some action last week in the game and the Rams against the Rams when Wentz got hurt. But, I mean, this is, I think, more of an indictment on the Giant defense as being horrendous. Um, yeah, I, you got to give Foles credit. I won't take anything away from Wentz. I think Wentz did enough this year to prove that he's legitimate. So, for me, I, I, I give Foles credit. That's what I do on this one. J.H.I. led the way with running 12 for 49. Not great numbers, but he did give you two catches for 40 yards. Keep it going, Jay. See you next week against the Raiders at home. Woo! And uh, if you were a Eagle receiver owner, you got uh, – everybody probably won here. Nelson Aguilar, 7 for 59 in the touchdown. Death taxes Zach Ertz, 6 for 56 in the score. And how about Trey Burton get you a touchdown as well? So the Eagle tight ends just destroy the giant uh, defense like always. And Alshon Jeffrey gets you four for 49 in the touchdown. So every Eagle wide receiver and tight end of merit produced, which was good for you fantasy owners. Go to the Giants side. I don't expect Eli Manning was played by many. He may have been a very, very low-owned DFS pick, which probably wants some people money. It's a smart it's a smart play there at home in a game where they got nothing to lose. Take a shot. He goes for 434 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Uh, the running backs, Wayne Gallman has taken over. 
for some reason, but eight for 39. Orleans Darkwood, nine for seven. But Darkwood did get the touchdown, but truly not enough to merit anything. And then uh, the wide receiver, Sterling Shepard, 11 for 139 in the touchdown. If you popped him in there as a wide receiver, two or three, he rewarded you fantastically. Evan Ingram, eight for 87, was very good. And Tavares King at two for 70, but his both catches were touchdowns. And Roger Lewis, only in deep leagues, I'm sure they both would have been played. But, hey, they both outproduced A.J. Green. So, Giants here, impressive. Don't get the job done. They're still playing hard. But the Eagles get a win. Nick Foles should be serviceable. Eli Manning next week. Arizona, eh, doubtful. I'd lay off. So, that's pretty much pretty much it from that game. Eagles 34, Giants 29. And we go to the aforementioned Arizona Cardinals and Blaine Gabbert travel to Washington to face the Redskins. Redskins win this one 20 to 15. I know you had a ton, a ton of interest in this football game. <laughs> more than anybody. Yeah, more than, yes. You might have been the only one. And now you're in a bit of a quandary because uh, Gabbert's no longer the starter. No way, baby. I'm rolling with Tyrod. Unbelievable. Dynasty championship with Tyrod Taylor. My quarterback wasn't even the quarterback four weeks ago. Fine. Scott, I'm going to try something different this game. You ready? I'm going to give a short word or phrase for every single fantasy option in this game. Ready? Go for it. Blaine Gabbard, benched. <laughs> Kerwin Williams, hurt. Elijah Penny, stop. Larry Fitzgerald, 60 yards with Gabbard, 150 yards with anybody else. <laughs> More than one word, sorry. Nelson, uh, Jerron Brown, roulette wheel. You pick them and play them next week. It's like plopping 50 bucks on a number and watching the wheel go around because you'll get one shot at it. Ricky yeah, if you play those guys, you deserve to lose. <laughs> Ricky Seals-Jones, disappointing. Over to Washington. Kirk Cousins, consistent. 196, two touchdowns. Samaje P. Ryan, only game in town. Keep rolling with them. Capri Bibbs, sneaky Scott, because they're not going to play P. Ryan on passing downs. And if a team stuffs the run, Bibbs is now the receiving back. He's a sneaky play if you need somebody. Wish I had some uh, free agent acquisition uh, bucks available to pick up Capri Bibbs. Uh, Jamison Crowder, play him at home. Doesn't matter who they're playing, play him at home. Ryan Grant, not anymore. Josh Doxson, see you in 2018. There's your rundown for the Redskins Cardinals. And Vernon Davis, retire? <laughs> Vernon Davis, stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. And Jordan Reed's hurt, in case anybody's wondering about that. <laughs> no. Is that why he wasn't on the field on Sunday? No, I, I, can't, I just can't take it. You got a good one here, partner. Carolina 31, Green Bay 24. You did a nice job on this game. I think you handicapped it. If I had a rated, it was like a 99 out of 100. First of all, you won them in your pick, so you picked Carolina over me. Very good. Secondly, you had this game nailed. We both did with Jordy Nelson. Aaron Rodgers got a late touchdown, but really was below average from what most people thought. And you nailed everything that was going on in Carolina, including Christian McCaffrey. Scott, before we start, did you see that tweet I put out where, where Clay Matthews was yelling? Hilarious. Wheel, wheel Returned, route, wheel uh, re- route. Retweeted it. That was fantastic. And I don't like Cam Newton, but that was funny. I liked it a lot. Uh, that was very, very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta say, I'll give myself some credit. I got this game pretty Pretty good here. I even nailed Randall Cobb, who I said it would be a sneaky play, and he goes 7 for 84 with a touchdown. So, And your boy Richard Rogers scored. I mean, and he had 77 oh, yards. So How about that? By the way, he's on my team, by the way. He's on my taxi squad, Scott. I'm sure he is. <laughs> I will give you some credit here for Jamal Williams. as a plotter, 10 for oh, 30. Thank really you. Get, I, Scott, didn't really get involved at all. Thank you. I had a huge argument with a guy at work. Okay, huge argument. You're one of these Johnny Come Lately guys. You know, they make the fantasy playoffs by luck, and then they start asking for your help, right? So he says to me, you're going to start Jamal, not starting Jamal Williams? I go, no, Aaron Jones got more fantasy points than him. He writes back, LOL. Have you seen the box scores? Box scores. Have I seen the box scores? 
Yeah, there's a there's a bear poop in the woods. Yeah, I have, big guy, and I'm guaranteeing it. He goes, how could that possibly happen? I said, Carolina will stop the run, and they'll start throwing Aaron Jones' satellite back. <gasps> Crickets. Crickets. Crickets it is, and that uh, my the opponent in the EuroLeague jersey pride, we have a tight battle going on there. I'm still up by about 16, um, but the other battle is two points. It's Matt Ryan versus Muhammad Sanu, so a Muhammad Sanu touchdown reception could be very interesting in determining who I may meet in the final. Gosh, I, that, lo- I love fantasy. I love fantasy. It's, it's, it's absolutely intense, and Devontae Freeman just fumbled, by the way, but was recovered by the Falcons. That's two, um, fumbles, two fumbles today. Devontae, yeah, two fumbles. Devontae Ter- rest up. At New Orleans, I need you next week, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we got good breaking news in this game as well. Deshaun Jackson will not return, so I'm now in two, guaranteed in two finals. We're going to get to three Very for good. sure. We nailed Jordy Nelson, three for 28. The Jordy Nelson truthers were nowhere to be found uh, on social media. We looked for them, could not find them. Uh, but they'll come back next week because, you know, in a game that does not matter, but they'll come back and, you know, tout his praises. And that's it. Devontae Adams got hit very hard by Thomas Davis, uh, repeat offender on yeah, Thomas Davis. Yeah, that's a cheap shot, Scott. That's a cheap yeah. shot. There's but no I, reason I gotta, to do it. I got to ask you a question, though. Do you have a problem with Thomas Davis getting two games and Gronkowski getting one for oh, what he yeah, did? Yeah, no, it should be one. It should be one. My, here's the issue. Gronkowski's one was not as dangerous but ended up giving him a concussion. But I would not say that the spear – he ran full speed, Scott, and he went right at his head. Here's my point. Thomas Davis, you could have went to the body. You had plenty plenty of time to go for the body. I have no problem with the block. Hit him right in the chest, Scott. I got no problem with if his head snaps back and hits off the ground to violent sport. He went right at his head. I would and the ironic game. thing is that Thomas Davis, if I, if I remember right, is a couple times a nominee for Man of the Year that Walter Payton yeah, Award. Yeah, he so broke just, his arm and he played in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, crazy. come on. No, yeah, definitely no, he, he, cheap shot. He gets two games and he'll probably get appealed. He'll probably go down to one. That's usually how these things work. But he's got two for now. Um, Carolina side, yeah. Uh, listen, the DFS, it worked out well. Cam Newton, fa- fantastic. 242 and four touchdowns. And you know I'm not a fan of Cam Newton, but I just felt the matchup was right there. Uh, McCaffrey, 12 for 63. He actually outgained Jonathan, and outgained and outcarried Jonathan Stewart. So I wonder if that is a uh, sign of things to come next week and in the playoffs. Uh, Cam Newton, 58 yards rushing, adds to his numbers there. And then you go to the receivers. Greg Olson, who you know many people thought was really playing on a bad foot, looked pretty healthy. Nine for 116. And a touchdown, Christian McCaffrey, one of the main reasons why I traded for him. Six for 73 and a touchdown, what he gives you in the passing game. And he has definitely been involved a lot more down the stretch, and that's key. And there, Demary Bird, no one had him. He caught three passes, two touchdowns. The big disappointment in this game is Devin Funches. You know, for Cam Dawn, four touchdowns. Funches only had one catch for 19 yards and four targets. I think he'll be fine next week. Uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, the game played out that way. But listen, Carolina gets a win. The Packers are pretty much done and donezo for the playoffs. And Carolina goes to 10-4. and four. So, yeah, got we got lucky in this game. If Funches stepped up with a, with a nice DFS day, but we'll take what we got and uh, move on from there. And you get this one, which, uh, you know, listen, we thought the Rams were good, but I don't think we saw this coming. The Rams went into Seattle and blitzed the Seahawks. Todd Gurley still running up and down the field. And there's a lot of turmoil in that Seattle defense. 
Yeah, this is a Mott game, Scott. Matter of time. Seattle's been doing it with smoke and mirrors. They're losing players on the defensive end. Cliff Avril, Richard Sherman, yada, yada. Offensively, they've never addressed their offensive line issues. They didn't do it in the draft. It was one of the biggest disappointments. I was listening to Matt Kelly and the Yahoo guys going over the draft that night. He's like, why are they not addressing the offensive line? They're right. Wilson runs for his life every freaking game. He's all over the place, and they don't give him any protection. They gave him no semblance of running game, and they've placed, they, they went against a Wade Phillips defense. And Wade Phillips, I said this at the beginning of the year. The Denver defense will not be as good because of Wade Phillips, and the Rams defense will be awesome. And sure enough, they showed up here in Seattle and destroyed them. Let's go with the uh, one word or phrase. It worked well last time. Jared Goff, solid. Two touchdowns, one interception, only 21 passes on the road. Certainly solid. You can play him absolutely moving forward in the championship. Todd Gurley, the man. Remember the beginning of the year, Scott? The book on Todd Gurley went like this. Oh, we like Todd Gurley. Oh, well, his beginning of year schedule is good. Oh, his end of year schedule is bad. Oh, no, Todd Gurley's really good. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I, mean, I think we've gotten to that point, that point now, right? And, he, and, and I would say he's got to be in the MVP talk, no? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I still give it to Antonio Brown, but I, I'm with you. I think he's right there. Looking at the receivers, Robert Woods came back. What did he do, Scott? Six for 45 and a touchdown. Cooper Cup, as expected, suffers when Robert Woods is back. Sammy Watkins is an enigma. Do you know, Scott, that Sammy Watkins has like five touchdowns in his last seven weeks, but he only has like seven catches in that time. It's really, yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah, it's the Will Fuller syndrome. Yeah, very good. Excellent. Well done. Very well done, except without the, the law, you know, sometimes most of those short. Will Fuller was at least catching 50-yard bombs. <laughs> usually, usually Watkins is 10 or 20, except for the one against those of the, uh, the Giants, I think it was. Go over to Seattle. Russell Wilson. He can't do it all. Folks, that's all I'm going to say. As far as the, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying anything, Scott, about the Seattle running backs. I just can't say anything anymore. Seattle receivers, uh, certainly Doug Baldwin, disappointing one for six. I mean, in a game where they were down by 30 points and they had a pass, just bizarre enigma. Very disappointing for him. Paul Richardson, nothing. Jimmy Graham, brutal. Scott, I think he has like 25% of his targets have come like at the goal line. You talk about touchdown dependent in the red zone. That's what he is. One for negative one. And last week, I think he had a zero also. And by the way, Luke Wilson caught a touchdown. Very frustrating. The Seattle team, very frustrating this year. Russell Wilson can't do it all. Rams 42, Seahawks 7. If you notice that silence on my end, uh, things getting a little bit dicey as Devontae Freeman, 32-yard touchdown. And now we oh, have... Oh, you got it. No, you got it. Uh, I'm up five and a half points, my friend. You got to be kidding me, really? eight minutes to go as you called... Who could show up and throw a bonk game here? Yeah, so I, far, he is doing it. That is Julio Jones has got me 8.4 to Devontae Freeman's 28.3. My only, Scott, my only issue it is was this. 5.86. I did not want this lead. to happen. I said, I said to you in text, like, I hope it did happen, but I do want you to win. I am rooting for you. But this was my point. I didn't see the score. We got congratulated by, by our cousin Kevin there. And I, and I didn't even look. And then I looked tonight as we're getting ready, and I go, wait a minute. This is a PPR league. No well, Tevin you, Coleman. You, Freeman's the only game in town. Scott, if he had scored that touchdown in the first quarter, he could have this right now. And, he fumbled. And like I told you in the text, you notice how I did not say one word. Yeah, Kevin made it seem like you have 112 points. I, now, I, listen, this is ex- the way this is playing out right now is exactly what I feared. And now the worst part about this is it's a 10-point Falcon lead. If the Bucks do not go down the field and score They're gonna run the ball or again. take time off the clock, it's handoff, handoff, handoff. Mark Ingram. And more likely, Mark Ingram. It's not, exactly. <clears throat> and it's not going to Terran Ward. So, Or maybe it will since he fumbled twice. I doubt it. But So now we, we, we have 
what we call high drama here on this uh, Picking Up the Bliss podcast. As if I break in with updates left and right, I don't mean to cut you off, but they're coming. As I have a 5.86 point lead with 7.58 to go in Tampa. That's the issue, man. It was just the point per reception, the whole thing. He got that goal line. Man, this is crazy. I still think he got it. I still think he got it. has three catches. Three. What you? Because here's the thing, Scott. If you're Tampa Bay's defensive coordinator, and this is where people forget, you got to zig when other people zig. Now you're playing Julio Jones. I'm not saying that, but temper expectations. They gave up 575,000 yards against him receiving. Don't you think they're going to double him tonight? Or do you think they're just going to let him do the same no, thing again? Uh, listen, I agree, and it's not like anybody else is catching. Muhammad Sue's not really doing anything, and nobody else is really catching the ball. I mean, Freeman's got 122 rushing, and he's got 61 receiving on four catches, and his touchdown he just scored. He was untouched. Now I'm the DD the DD Westbrook play over Martavis Bryant is going to loom very large for me now, which I can't kick myself because who knew Antonio Brown was going to get hurt? No, but, that doesn't count, bro. That so here count. we go. We have high drama. Let's hope uh, Tampa Bay takes about six minutes off the clock. And, uh, well, and bro, whatever. here's the other thing: you don't want Tampa Bay to score because if Tampa Bay scores right away, then you're looking at a stop, a field. You don't want overtime, so I kind of nah, feel nah, like yeah, I'm, I'm, I am in trouble here. As- I give you a choice right now, Scott. The Falcons get the ball back right now, or Tampa Bay scores a touchdown. Which would you rather have? <laughs> I it, it's tough because even <laughs> put it this way: if Tampa Bay, just, let's just say Tampa Bay goes three and out. You know Freeman's getting the ball three, four, five times in a row. <laughs> Scott, I'm so horrific, man. This and is- and and here and I'm I'm gonna give you some credit because you you vouch for this more than I do. You are the of the screw projections thing. As I sit here right now, we are discussing what we we're just discussing. CBS has me as a 98 percent favorite to uh, win. CBS up. is smoking something that's illegal. That's a problem, folks. So projections yeah. don't matter. Do your own projections. It's some kid sitting in his basement yelling, Ma, the meatloaf, just typing numbers into a computer. That means nothing. That means nothing. I would, Scott, you and I looked at my dynasty team. We both was going to lose by 100 points this week. By the way, I'm winning by 85 points because I have free. Yeah, yeah, this, 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 is, this is drama I was not hoping for on this podcast. Sorry, but we, we are way it. off but, the top. Sorry, this is high drama. I, 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 sorry, folks. But listen, <laughs> I'm sure I'm not the only one going through this right now. So, as Jameis Winston nearly threw an interception to quadruple coverage, but he didn't. They move up the field. So what, you mean anyway, what, you mean I think Winston you wrapped up the Seattle game, did you? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Let's just go to the last one here. Scott, San Francisco 25, Titans 23. Biggest thing from this game, Scott, I guess your Jimmy Garoppolo rookie card went up about $300. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Jimmy Garoppolo uh, rookie auto guard I have that was selling for about 40 bucks six weeks ago. Is in, it's in prime real estate right now. That's an investment opportunity I'll hold on to for a little bit. I'm going to break this game down here. Marcus Mariota, I will say, was good on the road. Uh, 241, two touchdowns. Not good enough, though, and that's a, that's a problem as the Titans are slowly getting closer and closer to being out of the postseason because there are teams coming. The Ravens are coming, and the Bills are there. So watch out for Tennessee. You're, you're definitely out fighting for your lives. So Mariota was good, better than you know he had been. He's still not what we had hoped for. The running game, again, listen, DeMarco Murray, 59 yards on 18 carries. He, it's a lost season for DeMarco Murray. Derrick Henry was a non-factor, so we get away from that. Kudos to you on Rashard Matthews, 6 for 95 and a touchdown. That's a good Richard call by you. Matthews is the best receiver in Tennessee. Enough with Corey Davis. I, I, I agree. Eric Decker, 5 for 63, but I don't think he was in many lineups. Delaney Walker rewarded. Fantasy owners, he gave you five for thirty-seven in the touchdown, which you know, good, good, a good number on the road there. He did have ten targets, so could have had a lot more. Corey Davis, truthers, you had three for twenty-eight. So if you rolled with him, uh, good for you. Derrick Henry, 
Jonu Smith caught a ball. That's irrelevant. Let's and go. Who has Jonu Smith in Dynasty? Uh, I'm sure that's you. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo has now led the Niners to three straight wins. He puts up 381 yards and a touchdown at home. And I'll be honest with you, I'm sure a couple people played him. So if you did good on you, 381 and a touchdown, he looks like a quarterback. And what that does now, what it hasn't done, and was what we hoped it would do, is open up Carlos Hyde, who is becoming into that uh, Jordan Howard enigma category, maybe 16 for 25 on the ground. So he unable to get going, but it has made Marquise Goodwin a very, very viable wide receiver option as he goes 10 for 114. And maybe next year, just maybe, makes Pierre Garçon a sneaky play in drafts. Watch for him deep. Oh, who has him in Dynasty? Look at this guy. I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) Just firing out names. Uh, Kendrick Bourne. I'm not familiar with his work. I like the movies. I'm not sure I like the player. We'll see. Four for 85. The tight end, Garrick Selleck. He is uh, him and George Kittle. They both had a similar line, but Selleck gets a touchdown. Selleck's been much more involved with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. And that's really it. So listen, Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm very interested to see where he gets drafted next year. And when we do our previews, we'll see. I mean, he's definitely going to get a lot of hype off this right now. And we'll see how high he goes. Marquise Goodwin, I think, has done enough now with Garoppolo to show some value now. And he should be a play next year. So interesting here. But the Titans are falling out of this playoff race. They're still 8-6. They're still in. But listen, there are teams coming. So they need to really step it up and get a win. But the Niners, as a home favorite, the one we questioned, they win this game 25-23. to 23. Scott, you're now a 99% favorite to win this game. I, I'm not even looking at that. I'm literally watching the game. We're down to 548. I need the clock to keep going. The, the, the Buccaneers are at the 27th, so they are driving. Uh, this is a uh, high Field goal. Here. Field goal onside kick. Part of, I hey, want you to win. I do. But I want it to be close. It's better drama. I do want you to win. You wanted this. You, you wanted this. As our, <laughs> our loyal listeners, our followers. Scott, congratulations on your win. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. And if you notice, when you mentioned that tonight, he went he went crickets. So <laughs> there, was no, there was no response from him. So listen. I, I need a break. I need Julio to give me one. He gives me a catch for like 20 yards and gives me like, you know, a three-point cu- cushion. That may be enough. That's really what I need, Julio, just to go up, make a, make the catch we hoped he would have made to seal the deal in the Super Bowl. The water cue prognosticator lives on. Let's let's hit the third quarter. All right, Scott, AFC home games. Here we go. Thursday night game. When in doubt, Thursday's out, except for you, partner, C.J. Anderson. 25-13, Denver wins. Yeah, thanks, C.J. Anderson, for the effort. It wasn't enough, but I do appreciate you giving me, making me look good on the call. Uh, you know the the funny thing from this game, and it's completely off. To- well, not off topic, but there's that that Thursday. You know how DF DraftKings and Fanduel's got that Thursday Saturday slate, or Thursday they got that slate. Thursday yes, yeah, Thursday. you know that Thursday Sunday slate. Would you believe? That there were people that played Brock Osweiler, and the odd part is they're the people that won. Of course. I saw a tweet on Twitter. There was five guys. I forget what tournament this was, and I wish I had it in front of me, but they were one, two, three, four, five in cash for 10,000, 5,000, 4,000, so forth, all with Brock Osweiler as their quarterback. That's insane. That's a little fishy. But anyway, Brock Osweiler takes over for Trevor Simmon as Adam Humphreys scores a touchdown. And, folks, we got a ball game in Tampa. The Freeman 50 yard run, like Ingram. Oh my 21. god, can Adam you see it's got third and one? They stacked the line. <laughs> I could see it, but here's the thing about 24 21. I think that means they're gonna have to pass once. You know, I don't think you can just run, run, run. Suppose they throw it to Freeman, you know, or, or <laughs> take that back. If you're the Steelers, you run, run, run. But anyway, 
Brock Osweiler, uh, 194 and two touchdowns, so obviously only in FanDuel, not uh, in your playoffs. C.J. Anderson, we talked about it, 30 for 158. Thank you, C.J. Way to go out on the bank for me. And the receivers, look, they stepped up a little bit with Osweiler, so I don't know if that's a thing to come for the next two weeks. Maybe that helps Thomas and Sanders' owners if you made it to the finals and you got one of those two. You know, he goes 5 for 69 for Thomas, 7 for 68 for Sanders. The rest, Jeff Howerman on air, we called a 54-yard touchdown. We won't see it again. Cody Lattimore, another touchdown. Just listen to these names. They keep rolling them off. It's insane. Go to the cold side. Jacoby Brissett, I respect what you've done all year long. But on Thursday night against Denver, 158 yards passing. Doesn't turn the ball over. And he does get a rushing touchdown. But, again, doubtful he was played unless in that Thursday slate of DFS. It would have been better than Frank Blake Gabbard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank Gore, 10 for 31, showing the signs of uh, really being run heavy, heavy all year long. And he and he was banged up in this game, too. Marlon Mack came in, but he only got 6 for 14. Again, I'm sure there'll be a piece. Um, well, actually, there was a piece already with Marlon Mack involved for you next year for Dynasty. So Marlon Mack's Dynasty play. And then the aforementioned Jack Doyle, 7 for 47. T.Y. Hilton, 5 for 41. He was banged up a few times in this game, and that's really it. Um, so the Colts, not much there. This was a pretty... Blase game, C.J. Anderson, the star, Brock Osweiler gets a win, and the receiver's a little bit of life. And then you get the other uh, Saturday game that uh, was built up to be a big one. Uh, the Chargers went into Kansas City with the AFC West on the line. Well, they really did not show up for much of this game, and boy, <laughs> and boy did uh, Kareem Hunt give us a semi F you to the Kareem Hunt haters. Yeah, he actually, Scott had more rushing yards than C.J. Anderson. I'm seeing it right now. He had 155. Did a great job. Did a great job at home. They got on the ball. They changed the offensive coordinators, and he's been great. Listen, he's he's had five big weeks, but he's been the only game in town, and opportunity rules all in fantasy football. Starting with the Chargers, Rivers on the road, three interceptions. I understand that there's no Eric Barry. I understand the Chiefs' defense hasn't been great, been great, but they can always dial it up, especially at home in a game that really meant the division, basically. Melvin Gordon, Scott, again, only 4.1 yards per carry, but my whole argument... It's got to be a season high for him. It really is. I, my whole argument is volume. Scott, I own him in Dynasty, which means I own him for life. As long as Melvin Gordon's in the NFL, he will be on my team, because you know I'm not trading him. He had six receptions for 91 yards. That was the real, the big deal. Keenan Allen was doing well until he got carded off. 554, he said before he's probably going to play. Terrell Williams is feast or famine. famine. Hunter Henry got hurt. Listen, if you want to throw a dart at Gates, I have no problem with it. He caught his one reception for a touchdown. If there's no Hunter Henry, he could play more at the Jets, right? I mean, it's possible. Austin Eckler, by the way, uh, no good for Austin Eckler. I think he's out for the rest of the season also. So I, mean, I guess it's going to be Brandon Oliver is going to be active. I think I think Eckler got hurt. Moving over to the passing, Alex Smith, conser- uh, consistent, two touchdowns. He seems to be back. He also got 13 yards rushing. Tariq Hill scored at home, Scott. Miracles happened. <laughs> he actually caught one at home for 64. Uh, Travis Kelsey, disappointing game, 646. And no, Scott, um, uh, DeAnthony Thomas and uh, and uh, Demarcus Robinson have not popped yet for Kansas no, City. No. So. Yeah, Demarcus Robinson, uh, I'm not sure where he is, uh, but he wasn't on the field, that's, that's for sure. That's all I got. Kansas City 30, Chargers 13. Next one. Tell me how great Tyrod Taylor is, Scott. <laughs> He's much better than Jay Cutler, that is for sure. <laughs> I took you all to figure it out. Miami goes goes up there to Buffalo. They actually valiantly played. They tried. They hung around. They kept it close. But in the end, Buffalo 24, Miami 16. Thanks for covering, guys. I appreciate it also. <laughs> yeah, this game was a key factor in me advancing into Yahoo as Kenyon Drake picked up five catches on that final drive. So PPR, that's huge. Devontae Freeman with the toss and Devontae Freeman, one yard. Right, so you will get updates all night long the rest of the way, guys. <laughs> one yard for Freeman. Jay Cutler, 274, three interceptions only, as you say, in a rerun. Kenyon Drake, 16 for 78 in a touchdown. Kenyon Drake, very, very viable fantasy play. He's been very good. Six for 35 as well. 
Jarvis Landry, 10 for 99. Devontae Parker showed up, 6 for 89. Uh, that's it. Kenny Stills, famine this week. You go to Buffalo, Tyron Taylor. You know what? He just wins games for the Bills, and he's keeping them in the playoff hunt. They have a massive game this week in New England. If they want to make the playoffs, oh, we'll gonna, find out. They, Scott, they're going to get crushed. I know. They're going to get annihilated. <laughs> I understand that. I mean, we get it. But you know what? They're 8-6. and six. They still hold the playoff spot, so we'll see what happens. Down to 3.15 to go. Matt Ryan hands off to Devontae Freeman. It's a gain of four. And we got third down and five Here comes up. the Buccaneer field goal. I can sense it right now for overtime. <laughs> third down and five coming up. So, folks, I'm on the edge of my seat, literally. LaShawn <laughs> McCoy, 20 for 50 and a touchdown. He catches four for 46 and a touchdown. LaShawn McCoy is as automatic as they come. Especially in DFS, he was popped in a couple lineups for me, and that worked out well. Tyrod Taylor gives you 42 yards on ground and also a rushing touchdown. He is one of the main reasons my our, my partner here is advancing to his dynasty finals. Good for you, Tyrod Taylor. Charles Clay, 5 for 68. Kelvin Benjamin, 2 for 20. That's really all you need to know from here. Zay Jones, uh, I don't even think he was active. If he was, he did not was not targeted, did not catch a pass. Bills, 24. Dolphins, 16. Uh, and Matt Ryan check down. That is a catch to Devontae Freeman in the first down. <laughs> that is a full point. That is a problem. <laughs> All right, I'll take the next game while Scott, Scott's got his face pumping into a plastic, into a paper bag. The uh, update is 3.76. <laughs> hey, you're 99%. Don't worry about it. Hey, where's oh. the water cue prognosticator? Where is he? He's probably sleeping oh, right now. God. <laughs> this is. This is bad. and But he's off the field, folks. Devontae Freeman is off the field. I would I'm not worry unless the Bucks get the ball back. I would not worry. Uh, uh, Devontae Freeman, by the way, 194 scrimmage yards. Oh, that's only a season high. Thanks, Devontae Freeman. And yeah, and, and Scott, if he reaches that ball out, it gets that touchdown. But it's a butterfly effect. You don't know what would happen after that. So I can't say that. Uh, although you could say the score would have been the same. But whatever. Anyway, Baltimore 27, Cleveland 10. Really quick. Flacco, irrelevant. Uh, Javorius Allen, better than Alex Collins. Alex Collins, the Browns' rush defense showed up. Alex Collins struggled. Danny Woodhead, don't understand why they're not using him more. Seems to be effective. Had six catches for 31. Uh, only one rush for one yard. Mike Wallace seems to be the best receiver there. Jeremy Macklin got hurt. I'm done with Jeremy Macklin. No interest. Michael Campanaro may be actually something if they would ever use him, by the way. Moving over to Cleveland. Poor Deshaun Kaiser. Green Bay was his chance. 146 yards, two interceptions. Isaiah Crowell, 72 yards. That was frisky. Duke Johnson caught a touchdown. I got him as a um, dynasty play, Scott. He certainly should get the ball more next year. He had five catches of 40 yards. He's a main part of this offense. I don't understand what they're doing with Corey Coleman. I guess that was a one-week thing. He only had one catch for 16. Josh Gordon, five for 47 against a pitiful Baltimore secondary without Jimmy Smith. Just amazing there. So Baltimore 27, Cleveland 10. That's a great breakdown. Um, next game here. This one might be quick and easy, too, as we have a second and nine with 219 to go. And Devontae Freeman is still on the bench, folks. So this is good news. Ball, you get Tampa's going to get the ball back. Otherwise, you're going to win. That's it. And nowhere there for Terran Ward. So here we go. We're going to have about a third and nine coming up. We are going to go to the two-minute warning. Tampa Bay is out of timeout. So that is a good thing. Julio Jones Jack- on the sideline, too, by the way. Uh, yeah, he did come in for this play. He did come in for that play, but he did nothing. So here we go. Jacksonville, uh, 45, Houston, 7, Pittsburgh, New England. You need to pay attention to this team. They are legitimate. If Blake Bortles is going to do what he's doing the past couple weeks, they're going to be a tough out. And now with the Steelers lost, they're going to fall into that Jacksonville bracket. So we'll see how that goes. Quickly on the Texan side, massive disappointment is Lamar Miller. I will skip TJ Yates because no one played him. Alfred Blue, 12 for 55. DeAndre Hopkins, it does not matter. So good on DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, 4 for 80 and a touchdown. Will Fuller gives you 5 for 44. 
That's really it. Lamar Miller, two catches, one yard. So the Texans, on an offensive standpoint, really, there was nothing there. I mean, this game was 31 nothing at the half. The Jaguars put put the foot on the gas. They put the pedal down. They locked up their first playoff berth in nearly over 10 years. So good on the Jacksonville Jaguars with 45 points. Blake Bortles, I'm sure, was a streaming option for some people. And he paid them back in full. 326 yards for Blake Bortles, three touchdowns. How about a quarterback rating of 143.8 for Bortles, who's really stepped it up down the stretch here. He's trying to be that guy not to cost his team any any momentum. The running game, Leonard Fournette, was out. Many people expected Yeldon and Ivory to get action. Corey Grant gets a lot of action here, but this is basically with the game out of hand. Corey Grant gets a touchdown, 10 carries, 69 yards. Not looking for Corey Grant, but just just look at the touchdowns in this game from the Jacksonville side as I get to the receivers. Ivory, 17 for 42. Yeldon, 7 for 27. This is the touchdowns. Corey Grant, 1. Tommy Bohannon, 2. Two carries, 2 yards. Then we get to the receivers. Keelan Cole, 7 for 186 in the touchdown. Jalen Mickens, 461 and two touchdowns. Six touchdowns for the Jaguars. Corey Grant, Tommy Bohannon, Keelan Cole, and Jaden Mickens. So you look at that, that's what fantasy football is all about, folks. And that came not in week two, but that came in week 15. Big disappointments, D.D. Westbrook, two for 21. T.J. Eldon, four for 25. And the Mercedes Lewis, no thank you. And that's pretty much it from this game. Jags roll 45 to 7. They are right now still the three seed, but a slip up by Pittsburgh or New England, and things could change there in the AFC. As we are now back from the two-minute warning on this thrilling Monday night game for everybody but me, 24-21 Falcons. It is a third and nine. Tampa Bay has no timeouts. Freeman is in the backfield. So is Julio Jones. He is on the side on the. Uh, he's lining up on the upper left here. Third and nine. Matt Ryan shotgun. He is going to take the snap. It is not a run. Freeman's blocking. Matt Ryan is sacked, and we have drama. <laughs> I'm just laughing because we're on air. That's all. That's all. What did we did we do this one with me too? Or oh, with the field goal? Right? Was the field goal? He might have done this somewhere, but he, you know, this is uh, the only good thing is Tampa Bay's got no timeouts, so the clock's going to go down to about a minute fifteen before yeah. the punt. It's not like and they need. It's not like they need a field goal or anything. <laughs> they don't. And yeah, they do. Tampa Bay will probably be deep in their territory, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But. uh I am not out of the woods yet. In the uh, meantime, uh, we'll save the game of the year for the last one. Dallas 20, Oakland 17. What a horrific ending to this game. Start with Dallas. Dak Prescott on the road. 212 yards, two interceptions. He did run one in. Scott had 30 yards rushing. I put out a tweet, which was interesting, about how the Raiders had not allowed, except for a game earlier this year, more than 54 yards rushing. And I know Alfred Morris got 51 right away, but you know what happened? They shut him down after that. He only had 61 yards rushing. Prescott had the 32. Rod Smith only had 13. So besides the quarterback rushing yards, again, they were held under 100. Dallas receiving Des Bryant. I've had it. He had 140-yard catch, and that's it. Folks, next year when you're drafting wide receivers, I'm going to try to do an article on this one, Scott, about separation. I want to find – somebody's got to stat out there in separation. I want receivers who can separate. I don't care about size. I don't care about jump ball ability. Antonio Brown's a Hall of Famer because of it. I need crispness. Crispness. I need burst score. That's what I need. Mike Evans can't separate. Des Bryant can't separate. That's why, folks, they're going to be very, very feast or famine. Jace Witten, four for 47. Rod Smith caught three. Terrence Williams is horrific. Cole Beasley, enough. I can't believe I played him in Dynasty <laughs> over your call, by the way, which was going to be correct. You made the right call about starting um, Ben Watson. Very good job by you. I should have listened to you. 
Yeah, well, appreciate that. Adam Humphreys returns the punt to the 30, and we definitely have drama now <laughs> in Tampa. Exactly one minute on the clock. The great thing about this is our listeners, when they hear this, will have already known the outcome, but I think they'll take some enjoyment, and they really enjoy this play-by-play and this drama that I'm personally going through right now. Scott, I don't so, have a TV in here, so I'm loving every minute of this. Oh, I know. I, trust me, I've been in the studio over there. I know there's no TV. We're lucky We're lucky. we got microphones over there, but what we're doing here is I got a TV right next to my setup. Um Screen on the left, TV on the right. And we got one minute to go. First and 10, Tampa at their own 29. Maybe we'll see how this plays out before we get into the game of the year. Let's just see how this goes really quick. Winston drops back to pass, and he puts one into Cameron Bray. That is a first down, and we are on the move at the right. 43. Let me do Oakland really quick. Uh, Derek Carr, folks, learn one thing about Derek Carr. He's not a high yardage guy. Stop with the game in Tampa Bay where he threw 500 yards. That's an anomaly. He's not a high passing guy. Oakland wants to run the ball with their offensive line, or they lost Donald Penn, so be careful. Marshawn Lynch next week. Marshawn Lynch, 76 yards. I think there's there's a spot here for somebody, probably DeAndre Washington in the future, because it's not going to be Lynch. It just didn't work out this year. They didn't get to the playoffs, which is what they wanted. Seth Rob Roberts, 3 for 52. Scott, Michael Crabtree was targeted 17 times in this game. That's a career high for targets for Michael Crabtree. <laughs> so certainly I think he's a solid play. He looks to him all the time, and that's pretty much it. How we doing, partner? Yeah, Jameis Winston completed the pass to some guy named Martand, and uh, he opted not to go out of bounds, so they had to run up and clock it. But it's 25 seconds ago, and Tampa Bay is in Atlanta territory. <laughs> they are at the Atlanta. It looks to be maybe the 47. I don't want it, you to lose, Scott. I really don't. I feel horrific. I know. You this. enjoyed this. Day. We are at the Atlanta 47, second and 10. The target line is a 40. Apparently, uh, Tampa Bay's kicker, I believe, Patrick Murray's got a little big leg. So we'll see what happens. Winston drops back to pass. He draws, and it's complete to Cameron Brait, and we are past the target line. <laughs> But they do have to run up the clock in here. They're at the 38, down to 14. That's a 55 yards. That's a boot out The referee fell down. That's great. That buys me a couple seconds. He's no Gene Steratore. 8 7. No, he's not. And we spike it here with five seconds to go. So this is it's my a 55 no stretch. No way, Scott. 55 no yards. No stretch of chippy. 55 might, yarder, Scott. They right? may give Tampa Bay two seconds because the ref fell down here. We'll see how this goes. Scott, but five it's a 55 sec- yarder on the grass. Listen, I, listen. I don't want to hear you say no way. Oh, no really, way, I, man. Not I, was told, I, was, I was told I'm going to win. The referee literally fell. This is going to be a GIF, a GIF forever to come. Um, Scott, here I've, we go. Been on, I've been on the money in this entire time. Well, here we go. Well, I'm going to give you the on air here. Five no seconds. No way he's go. making it outdoors. No way. 14 seconds on the play no, clock. They are lying. Detroit. No way. They're not showing his name, but I believe yeah, – there we go. Patrick Murray, his career long is 55 against the Saints. Um, snap is down, hold is up, the kick is up, and the kick is no good. Yeah, Scotty's no got chance. three finals. Congratulations. No chance. Three no championships. Chance. Man, I had to sweat that one out. No way. Not a 55 Man, wins this one 24 no to 21. Well done. Very good. Congratulations. Uh, Scotty is going to the Jersey Pride finals, and he's going to be facing – Cousin Brian, who well, lost uh, the big blue, but he makes it to the finals. That's uh, exciting. On-air drama. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, 55-yard, no way outdoors. No way. If that was like uh, Matt Bryan indoors, a little frisky. But no way outdoors. Well done. You deserve it. It was close. I told you it would be close, but I thought you'd win. Well done. Very good. And now, and now we can go from the total euphoria of winning this to the total disappointment in what was a fantastic game, the game of the year, my friend. Patriots-Steelers, you want to start? No, you do the honors, bro. Go ahead. This is your game. Go ahead. Oh, where do I begin? Well, I begin. I'll start with the. We'll start with the stats, and we'll break this down. Start with New England side here. Tom Brady, two ninety-eight, a touchdown and an interception. I got to give the Steelers defense credit. They actually pressured him. They manned up. They got him to throw a pick, which he hadn't done against them in twelve years. 
Um, and they had him a little rattled, but he puts up an, a decent line. Probably not what people expected, but Tom Brady so forth. Deion Lewis, 13 for 67 and touchdown. Game changed when Rex Burkhead got hurt. Deion Lewis gets more carries. Burkhead did give you a touchdown on 12 yards rushing. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, look, I expected Rob Gronkowski to be the difference maker here. I, there's really no way to really cover him. They try. Sean Davis just can't do it by himself. But they were able to pretty much nullify any other receiver here uh, by <clears throat> letting Gronk do his thing, but it just wasn't enough. Gronk, 9 for 168. Brandon Cooks gets that one big play touch, uh, touchdown, 4 for 60, and a touchdown, uh, 43 yards with the long. And that's it, really. Danny Amendola, no shows. Deion Lewis, nothing nothing else there. Kenny Brick got a catch in his debut. Uh, Steelers side, Roethlisberger, 281, two touchdowns, and the interception that we are all aware of. Uh, game change and Antonio Brown was hurt and this game with a uh, what's now being torn uh, called a t- minor torn calf which we touched on later earlier that he'll probably be out to the playoffs Le'Veon Bell with 165 yards and this is the first game the Steelers have ever lost in, in a game where Bell has had more than 23 carries he had 24 he did get a touchdown and he also had five catches 40 yards so again 165 total yards James Conner got hurt in this game. D'Angelo Williams calling you. Maybe need a backup if you're available. Juju Smith-Schuster, 6-for-114, broke off that big 69-yard run, which, I mean, I don't know about you, but I was kind of jumping all over my living room. That was just an insane play there. Martavis Bryant gets a touchdown, a beautiful one-handed catch, so good on Martavis Bryant to reward owners. We talked about Bell Brown, 2-for-24 before he got hurt, and Eli Rogers gets a touchdown. And now we can get to... The drama, and you could kick that off, my friend. Yeah, listen, a lot of thoughts here. And I thought Scott is pretty objective here in a situation where I would be devastated if this was my team. So i got to give you credit here, partner. This is what I'll say. First off, when Antonio Brown goes out of this game, the Patriots have to win it, if, if I'm a New England fan. So the fact that the Steelers were on the verge of winning this game is a credit to the Steelers and an indictment to the Patriots. I also give the, Patri- the Steelers a lot of credit. And this goes back to what I said before about the Charger defense. There is no logical, Scott, reason in the world you play the Steelers defense here. None. None. Shazier is there. He's waving the towel, which is great. They did a great team bonding thing with Shazier. I love the way they treat him. An excellent job of Steelers. Always a classy, classy organization. Fine. But the issue with me is Brett Hundley comes in, torches them in a night game. Wasn't even a day game, Scott. It was a night game. He torches their defense. There's no reason you're going to play them. But you know what? Give them credit. They step up. These are professional athletes. These are professional competitors. They step up. They played well. They pressured Brady all night long. Gronkowski was great. They ended up going man-to-man like you were talking about. That's fine. And they go back and forth, Juju Smith-Schuster down the sideline. I, I have no problem with that. Patriot fans are saying, oh, that was lucky. Oh, yeah, they lost Antonio Brown. And somebody's saying, well, we lost Edelman. Step up. My brother-in-law's like, oh, we lost Edelman. What are you talking about? Edelman. You compare Edelman to Antonio Brown? It sounds like you're using Brady. I like <laughs> you losing Tom Brady. Take it easy here. But uh, what I will say is this. I don't know if Roethlisberger was told to say that somebody told him to spike it, to, to fake spike it. I don't know. I saw him pointing to his head, his head there. I guess that is a signal. I don't know. What I will say is this. I don't mind the fake spike, but he's got to throw it out of bounds. And Absolutely. To me, and to me, it's very simple. You hike it. You look. Is he open? Yes. Throw it. If he's not, out of the end zone. That's it. And, it's a quick and, read. And it's because nobody else moves. So it's like when, when they, they see no one else going, five defenders went to Eli Rogers. And it's just – But yeah. I, I will. I also, to, I also have to give uh, Belichick credit. A uh, friend of mine in town, Sam Keene, was texting back and forth. He's a Patriot fan. He said he saw an interview, which I later found, where they say Belichick practices it every day. I believe it. 
I believe he practices against a fake spike every day. Now, listen, not all of the Patriot players did it, Scott. Some of them stood around. But you know what? The important ones did. And I think that's the key. As for the touchdown, should that be a touchdown? Of course it should be a touchdown. Should Des, Des Bryant's catch have been, have been a catch? Of course it should have been. He was reaching for the end zone. Should Calvin Johnson's catch have been a catch against the Bears? You just go, of course it should have. But that is the rule. The rule is stupid. The yeah. argue, but you know, it, it was a great play. It should have been a touchdown. But I saw him sitting there with my wife. And she, I go, that's not a touchdown. She goes, what are you talking about? I go, it's not a touchdown. They'll be an eruption if they don't. If they, if they don't I, do I said the same thing. And, you know, I give Tony Romo credit on the air. He called it right away once he saw the replay. And I got to give Mike Pereira credit, too, locally here on the radio and the, uh, the uh, local radio sports radio here. He did an interview today where he defended the rule. He said that's what the rule is. By rule, it's the right call, which it was. But then he proceeded to throw some common sense to this, and he said that we really need to get the common sense ba- aspect back into this um, NFL because, folks, we all know it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown in Little League. It's a touchdown in Pee Wee's flag football. It is what it is. It's just by the letter of the law. Unfortunately, this is not a touchdown. Um, it's <laughs> Look, I mean, there's probably there's nobody more frustrated than me except for that guy that's uh, trending on Barstool Sports. I don't know if you've seen that video. No, I didn't see it, no. But, uh, yeah, look that up. You'll see uh, he's probably a little worse off than I am. But uh, it's, uh, look, it, it's a rule. I don't know if. They didn't address it for Des Bryant. They didn't address it for Calvin Johnson. Are they going to address it for Jesse James? I doubt it, but it is something that's got to be looked at. It's just, it's getting way too technical on what a catch is and a catch isn't. And, and the fact that we're sitting here on this show and all shows across you know, the sports world talking about this as opposed to what a fantastic football game this was. I think it's an indictment on what the NFL, you know, is looking at, and they need they need to fix it. And it's got to be fixed. I, and Scott, I have no problem with the idea that you have to complete the catch. I understand if I'm in the air and I catch the ball, I have to finish the catch. James caught the ball, turned to reach the ball over the goal line, similar to Des Bryant, who tried to extend it. I don't understand why the extension, when you're already on the ground. Is not a catch. That's yeah. what I will never understand. And that's the thing too. When you flip this back to running backs, I mean, a running back or a court, all they got to do is touch the the plane, and it's a touchdown. And you know, they sit here and they say a ground can't cause a fumble, but a ground can cause an incompletion. It's just to me, it's it's it just we got to get uniform here. And again, look, I don't want this to come off as if I'm you know sour grapes. I've accepted it. I mean, I tweeted out that it was the right call by the letter of the law, and that's what it is. Doesn't mean I'm not frustrated. Doesn't mean I don't feel like we won this game. The Steelers won this game, you know, and that's the way I feel. But there's got to be some consistency. What gives a running back the right to jump, dive forward, put the ball over, then get it knocked out of your hand, but it's a touchdown? But that play there is not a touchdown? I ju- it just – there's a flaw in the system. There's a flaw in the rules. It is a terrible rule, brutal rule. And I, you know, like I said, they didn't adjust, they didn't adjust it for Dez and all these other guys. I'm not sure they're going to do it for Jesse James, but I can tell you one thing: they're probably taking some really big heat on this because, you know, the rating on this game was fantastic. I think it did like a 17 number overnight, which is huge for, you know, a Sunday game, and it lived up to the hype. And it's, you know, it's a it's a killer. Now, this is what we're talking about. Well, Scott, I hope tonight it was a great game. Uh, we'll see how it goes in the playoffs. Brown should be back. I hope that this fantasy win helps you because Scott, I can make an argument that that fumble by Freeman really got you in the finals because here's the thing. They did score a touchdown on that play, right? Freeman fumbled and the Falcons recovered in the end zone. So Absolutely. It's, it's not like another play. Like, I think the game would have played out exactly this. Like, if Freeman holds on to the ball, I don't think anything else changes because the same result happened, 
right? Yeah. Like, so I lose. Who stripped it? Do you know who stripped it? I, I, I don't. I, I got to be honest with you. I got the alert on my phone that that happens. I didn't see it live. I think but I who stripped that. it saved your bacon, brother. I, Absolutely. I, think, I usually go butterfly effect, but like I think the calls are the same, right? Because it ended up being a touchdown. It was the same score. There wasn't extra time, right? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I got to be honest. I think I was feeding my daughter at this time, and I watched following it on my phone, and I saw Julio Jones had actually caught the ball and got them to the two. Of course, not in, but got them to the two because now if he gets in, it's a moot point. Then I saw Freeman to the one, and then I'm sitting here, and I hear the TV's on in the room I'm recording, and I hear them you know, scoring touchdown. I didn't hear what it was, and the phone was delayed, and it finally showed. It said Freeman. I said, oh, man, but they said fumbled. We're covered by Tuliolo. I was like, oh, wow. What a break. But, yeah, listen, it came down to it came down to exactly what you said. Julio Jones could bonk. He did. He gave 8.4 in a full-point PPR league. That's just a terrible outing, I guess, especially against Tampa Bay. And Freeman did what we all expect. We said this last last episode. We know Coleman. I mean, Freeman, you got to unleash him everywhere, correct? I and mean, we said that. We all knew that. It's just uh, killer, man. Killer. Um, and I got Mohamed Sanu dead wrong as he was nowhere to be found tonight either. But I take it. I entered this week in four Final Fours. I will now enter next week in three Final twos, my friend. So, Scott, we got six total here between us. Over, under, what would you take? Three titles. I guess you got to set the number at three, right? Three titles. What do you got? Probably got to set it at three and a half. I'm putting it over. I'm going over, uh, too. I think we're, I think yeah, we're going to be okay. I, I think I think we're going to be all right. I mean, I have a very tough matchup in Yahoo. Uh, you know who I'm playing. We've discussed this. There's part of that trade that you did not like, so I'm definitely going up against there. Always shady stuff in this league. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Ironically... As a Steelers fan, the Antonio Brown injury may actually help me this week because I do have Smith, Schuster, and Bryant. So now I'll have to make a decision. I'm sure one of them is going to become a real valuable play. We'll have to figure out who it is. And then I'm going to need Kareem Hunt to show up again. Jordan Howard, Kenyon Drake, and Jerick McKinnon. My running backs are loaded. i got to sit with one of them. I think you think it's McKinnon. That's probably the route I'm going to go, but let's hope, man. And then uh, my ESPN league, thank you to Deshaun Jackson for being doubtful. I made the finals there as well as the number five seed. So... It's been it's been a long time coming. We get this excitement week 16. I'm ready for it. I know you're ready for it, and we'll have a lot to talk about as we preview it in the next episode. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to championship week in fantasy world. And don't worry about it. Week 17, we can focus a little more maybe some DFS because there will be a lot of DFS going on. Scott, really quick, and then we'll go to fourth quarter, finish it up. Listen to the team I'm going against in the dynasty. <laughs> can we do this one more time? Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Kareem Hunt. <laughs> Carlos Hyde, Golden Tate, Keenan Allen may not play. They'll be curious. Demarius Thomas, Greg Olson, Rob Gronkowski, and wow. Jared Cook. What is that? Last last week I said you as a 44-point underdog. I think you won by about 60, so nice job there. This week I will put you as a 35-point underdog. Don't doubt. Tyrod, baby. Don't doubt. All right, listen. You know, we, we've seen it. We saw about 13 touchdowns go to guys that make no sense this week. It could have happened again. I don't know. Maybe you got to go out there and pick up a Tommy Bohannon if you need me. Uh, no, Rob. I'll just stick with Melvin Gordon for life. All right. Fourth quarter. <laughs> All right, Scott. Picks here. We both went 2-1-1, one, and one, so I maintained my three-game lead here going into week 16. It's very exciting. Both did decent. Partner, 
the million maker is over, but would you like to hear the DFS lineup that is going to win? They do a little Santa special here on DraftKings, Scott. So do you want to hear my upcoming lineup for the Santa's eight reindeer special? 1,500 in total prizes. I don't know what first place is, but I think it's 100,000. Are you ready, Scott? Here it comes. Go for it. <laughs> comes. I want it again. Always do. Haven't cashed in weeks. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take Tom Brady, Scott at home. Have you heard of him? <laughs> I think it's Buffalo. I, I think. I have. Scott, do you know he's 6,900? I mean, yeah. I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, after this performance, Scott, I think I'll take Devontae Freeman <laughs> Okay, at New Orleans. I know it's a road game, but uh, if Coleman doesn't play, this is nuts. He's only 6,500. If Coleman plays, you can temper it, but I still play him. I don't see how you get away from Alvin Kamara at home in a game the Saints are going to want to win here, looking to get a bye or something along the way. 8,300, but he gets those six or seven catches, Scott, so automatic. Plus, I do think that Atlanta stuffs the run a little bit, so I think Kamara's catching is going to be the issue. Jamison Crowder's home. You play him, Scott. I got to go some cheap wide receivers. I'll take Paul Richardson at Dallas against a weak Dallas secondary. He's cheap. He's only 4,300. That's my rationale. I'm going to take Sammy Watkins at Tennessee also. He's the cheapest of those three, and I think he could get a feast or famine game, so I'll take him. I'm also going to take uh, – tight end is interesting. You could you could pay up for tight end if you wanted to. I'm going to take Ebron at 3,700. At Cincinnati, Cincinnati's not great against tight ends. I'm not sure if Burfecht's going to play or not, so I like Ebron there. And my flex, I'm no dummy. I'm going back to Gronkowski at 7,400 against Buffalo. I'm hoping for Brady to Gronkowski the stack, as you say, Scott. And my defense, Panthers at home against Tampa. Mog game. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that the lineup sounds pretty good. Again, I'll give you mine on Thursday and take a look at it. Uh, but you could, if you'd like, play for a million. You just got to pony up fifteen hundo to get in. Uh, so not me. Have, Maybe some other people it. who like to put tweets out, but not me. <laughs> they do. Have, oh, let's not go down that road. <laughs> but uh, so that's where we're at. I will tell you this, Scott. I'm going to AC for a conference in January. I will tell you whether I win or lose. <laughs> I will tell yes. you the exact amount, and it could yes, be a lot. That, <laughs> it's a lot. That you will. <laughs> No, but, uh, I'll blame the guy for a dumb play in poker. Of course, I didn't say that I was going to be gracious about it, but I will tell you what I do. Well, just make sure you tell us that you lost on that 6-3 offsuit that you went in with instead uh, of, uh, you know, against pocket kings. No, and I'm going to come up with some. It's suited, Scott. It's suited, right? It's suited, it is. <laughs> but that's where we're at. I'll talk a little more DFS on Thursday as we uh, look forward to a, a DFS week in DraftKings. And again, Fantasy Championship Week. I'm pumped. I know you're pumped. I'm looking forward to it. Fired up, Scott. Congratulations. and an excellent job this year. Superb job with your teams, your finals, the whole bit, waiver wires, the whole thing, blocking, rookies, Dalvin Cook overcoming. Well done. It's been an honor to do this with you. We'll finish it up on Thursday. We'll bring in the Rocky thing. Things will get going. Can the Dynasty Underdog do it one more time? Switch to Southpaw, Rock. <laughs> Go get him. <'em. laughs> we'll see you, folks.